0: Hey folks, sorry about the technical difficulties, an earlier upload of this episode had almost all of the quotes missing and a whole lot of trouble with the ads and music cues, so sorry about that, we've fixed all the sound bites, and this is the corrected version of the episode, enjoy. Hello. You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain, it's the week of April 29, 2023. Our local stories this week feature the new Washington County Attorney, Washington High School construction, and a requested book ban in Kelowna. All that and more after the big picture. Main Street, Iowa and the Iowa Economic Development Authority recognized Main Street, Washington this week for hitting an impressive milestone. Main Street, Washington reports that its downtown area has seen over $20 million of investment since the organization started there in 2008. Over half of that happened in the last five years, with the group's last recognition happening in 2018 when it hit $10 million. Main Street, Washington director Samantha Meyer said she was proud of the accomplishment. Everybody's doing just an amazing job and and we have some really fabulous um, business and building owners. We are just grateful. You know, some of this has come through, like I said, the DIG grants and the Riverboat um, helped with those funds as well. So just having a supportive city and that Riverboat Foundation has been instrumental in some of these funds and really kicking off all this downtown investment. The award does not measure Main Street projects exclusively, but Meyer said the organization often had a hand in local capital improvements. That's made it relatively easy to keep track of the numbers. Meyer said those projects were a big deal. You know, it's not tracking like office equipment, you know, silly things like that. This is really just those big, beautiful um, facade improvements, you know, updating signage, awnings, windows, tuck pointing, things like that big amazing investments that are really hard to do especially in small towns that's the big picture we'll be back with the local news after the break this week's show is brought to you by cafe dodici stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world or have a meal on the european style patio Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The Value Meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and The Blue Plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to savor Italian food and award winning cuisine. Nathan Rep took an oath of office on Monday, formally taking his position as Washington County Attorney. The former Scott County Assistant Attorney was appointed to fill a vacancy in March after the departure of John Gish. Rep said interim attorney Anthony Genet would stay at the office until May 12 to assist with the transition. There is a uh, transition period. Tony Janae uh, has been the acting County attorney uh, for months. Um, so he's going to stay on for the next couple weeks um, and, and kind of hand over the reins in that fashion. With his term in office officially underway, Rep said he was enthusiastic. Again, really excited for uh, the opportunity to serve the community. Uh, I can't say enough about how welcoming and supportive uh, everyone has been. Um, and, and just really looking forward to getting started. Yeah. A group of Washington School District students turned some of the first shovelfuls of dirt for a construction project on Wednesday. At the groundbreaking ceremony, Superintendent Willie Stone said he was glad the project had community support, as indicated by a bond referendum which passed in 2021. I just want to say this is a great day for the Washington Community School District. Uh, the school board staff, students, and community members have worked hard over the past several years to bring this new building renov- new build and renovation project to light. I'm proud our community supported giving our students the first-rate facilities by passing the bond at 72%. Carl A. Nelson Project Manager Jordan Hutchison said early grading and utility work began in March, and the construction phase of the project was expected to end in 2024. After that, an additional renovation phase will last until 2025. We're we're excited to be here. We're we're very uh, uh, honored to be a part of this project and to be working with the school district. They've been great to work with. The Kelowna Public Library Board of Trustees plans to make a decision on requests to remove a book from its collection at their next meeting on May 9. Board members spent nearly two hours mulling their options at a work session Tuesday night. Critics claim that the graphic novel memoir, Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe is pornographic. They said at least six pages illustrating nudity or sex in the 240-page book made it obscene material. Library patron Andrew Lundstrom said he believed the book was targeted at children, despite its placement in the adult non-fiction section. Because it is in a cartoon format Mm -hmm. with graphic imagery, like, that's where it's a problem, and I think it should be a problem for the library to have something like that. I mean, it's a teenager performing yeah. sexual acts, yeah. isn't that child pornography? Plenty of others, however, say removing the book would amount to censorship. In one email, an anonymous library patron said, quote, "...people have a right to decide what they want to look at or read. They do not have the right to dictate what others see and read." At their meeting, trustees said the library had policies on what shouldn't justify a book's removal, but little guidance on what would. Board President Frank Slaba said the institution might enact such guidelines before making a final decision. I mean, I, when I look at the policy, it's so broad and so open. Like, why, why even have a request for reconsideration? Because what would fall underneath it? I personally think there needs to be a little bit more, and I, I want to walk a fine line because I don't want to provide something so restrictive. Mm-hmm. Library director Trevor Sherping said he was skeptical that decision makers would reach a consensus about what would justify a book's removal. He said individual definitions of obscenity varied wildly and cited a parent who once asked for the removal of all Marvel movies on the charge that they were pornographic. Someone comes in and they say it's obscene and they think because they think it's obscene, it is. And I have to remind them that no matter what you think about it, unless it's like legally obscene, which is very hard to do, it's just a huge sliding scale. I think it's hard for people because they, this may be the first time they've considered what do you do with a book that you don't agree with. Several board members, including Vice President Kyle Askling, said they would rather add books to the collection that criticized transgender and non-binary identities instead of removing genderqueer. Yeah, it's a, this is something that, like, we don't have to agree with the book, but does it fit with our policies? And, start getting into that too because you know a lot of our policies talk about cover all aspects of the thing which is why i brought up do those books have this point of view because i am completely fine with having all those other books sure for for the opposite point of view because like otherwise there's no discussion it's like nope i don't like that 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 side of the discussion is just gone that's the local news we'll be back with the best news i've heard all week right after this For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N-Construction.com. And now, the best news I've heard all week. In a coordinated effort with Latinos for Washington, the Washington Public Library celebrated El Dia de los Niños last weekend. The holiday is widely celebrated in Mexico and some southwestern states. Library Director Carrie Ann Siegfried said she was glad to see it observed in Washington for the first time this year. We were happy with it. It, I mean, the families who came just had a wonderful time. So um, we were real pleased with it, and I think it can be something that we can grow on, and I think it's something that will be an annual occurrence. Latinos for Washington president Sonia Leva said it was eye-opening for the kids who attended. Celebrate different cultures and what different cultures do, and I feel like living in the United States—you know—that's what we're all about: is embracing and celebrating um, and acknowledging other cultures. That's what makes it beautiful to show our younger generations that, hey, you know, it's okay that we're all different. Thanks for tuning in. Washington Weekly Review is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. Our music is royalty-free, the rest of our show is not. If you like the show, give us a shout-out on social media or tell a friend about it. Your support means a lot, and it helps us find new listeners. This has been Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week!